0: Welcome to The Two-Man Game. I'm your host, Lena Holland, and with me as always, my co-host, Xavier Rocha. What's going on, Roach? What's
1: up, Dando? How you doing tonight?
0: I'm doing pretty well. Excited to talk some NBA hoops and get the show on the road. Yes, sir.
1: I don't think we have anything planned, but, I mean, let's just get into some NBA talk. What are your thoughts on the Sixers so far this season? I mean, and as of late more, more so.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're they're sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference right now. Um, what are they? The uh, three seed, but like half a game behind Milwaukee at two and three games back from Boston at one. Um, they are eight and two in their last 10 games, and they've just been looking super consistent across the board. Um, Obviously, um, Embiid, one of the best players in the league, and having Maxi back healthy has definitely helped them in their last... in this last stretch of games. Um, They actually won I think eight straight games before they lost uh, yesterday to the Magic, which... Um, they have another game against the Magic Wednesday. Um so yeah, this team's rolling. Um Embiid's I mean oh, crazy. Embiid's game against Denver was just ridiculous. Um I think he had like forty like five forties, maybe like forty yeah, forty-eight and ten. Uh so just a Crazy night by him. Just outplayed or, Jokic. Or no no no. He had forty forty seven and eighteen. Yeah. Outplayed so, Jokic. Kinda of
1: threw himself back into the MVP race there with that performance.
0: I yeah, mean but, it
2: just, his play as a light too.
0: I mean, I want I want to hear your pitch on his MVP because I feel like we have this conversation every year and then He seems to be a guy that just continues to fall short, but I know you've been a guy that's just been a big Embiid guy for MVP the last few years, so um, you got a pitch for him this year.
1: I mean, he's just putting up career numbers, kind of his shooting splits, and then his scoring, and even his assist numbers are all career numbers. He's been super efficient, um, even hitting the three at a higher clip, and is really just taking his team. And put him on his back as of late and just putting up absurd performances to pull him back. Really in a race to be able to win the East. They're kind of looking like they have a chance now. It kind of looked like Boston may run away with it. And then they lost a few games in a row while the Sixers were winning. And this is all behind Joel Embiid kind of (laughs) just being one of a kind and being really insane out there on the floor. And I feel like most of the talk was about Jokic and this three-peat for a lot of the season, just how consistent he's been, how efficient he's been, and just how Denver's still been winning. Um, But Embiid's doing, I don't want to say he's doing the same, but is being extremely dominant, leading, and if he can lead this Sixers team to the one-seed or even the the two-seed, having that higher seed. Will definitely help his case more than past years when they've been like the four and five seed. Um, being able to win more is definitely going to help his case too. Um, but yeah, he's just unguardable and definitely has his foot in the race right now. It's kind of a three-man race for me between uh, kind of the same three as the last three years: Giannis, uh, Jokic, and Embiid. So or no,
2: Luca Love.
1: I mean. There's love, there's love for Luca. It's just the uh, I, like, I don't know. Luca has been crazy too, but I just yeah, feel I think... like kind of the seeding, and they're putting up similar numbers. Like Embiid's averaging the most points in the league right now, so he has that over Luca, and oh. Luca might be carrying more of load offensively, like. <laughs> Having to play, make more, and stuff like that, but Embiid's been—I feel like Embiid's been just as good as Luca, so
0: yeah. Having and that seeding. I think for Philly, um, I think the addition of De'Anthony Melton also has been a big thing this year. Um, I know he's not like somebody that gets talked about a lot, but I think he's been a super, super solid addition. Uh, just a super. Uh, solid two-way player, steady on offense and defense, and gives that team an extra boost at the guard or wing position, whatever he needs to do on any given night. And also just the continued growth of Tyrese Maxey, who has turned himself into more than just a good uh, starting guard. He's he's borderline uh, turning into a star in this league, and I think those are two guys that uh, maybe don't get talked about enough, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the Anthony melton super under like underrated pickup this
1: past off season. He was super good for that Grizzlies team last year, and he's provided a nice spark for them. Just more guard play around Embiid. You can never really have enough of that. And then Maxie accepting the the six man role as of late, actually, um, I feel like like's helped this team a lot. Um, and he's just played the role super good. I mean, he's just an electric scorer who can go out there and get you 30 any given night, really, if he wants to. So, yeah, two super quick electric guards that just give 100% every night. So, yeah, definitely pieces that aren't talked about a lot, but provide so much for the Sixers team.
0: Yeah, I want to dive into the game they had last night where they actually lost. uh, Just just to bring up another team um, that I've definitely been interested in watching this year, Uh, the Orlando magic who definitely their record doesn't look very appealing. They're sitting at 20 and 31, but um, I mean, last night Philly was up. uh, I think they were up at least 20 in the first half and it looks like it looked like they were going to just blow out the magic and then, The third quarter, the Magic outscored Philly forty-two to twenty-eight, and then also outscored them in the fourth quarter to pull away late. Um, Yeah, this Magic team is—they're definitely competing against good teams, and I've I've seen that throughout this year. They're not winning a lot of these games, but um, obviously that number one draft pick, Paolo Bancaro, has been the best rookie in the league, and it's not even close. Um, Last night he had. 29-9 29-9 and nine, uh, on 50% shooting. And then also, uh, Franz Wagner, who was drafted by Orlando last year, has also been one of the best uh, players from that draft class um, to go along with Paulo. And they just have a ton of guys on this team that have bright futures. Markel Fultz last night had a double-double with 12 points and 10 assists adding on four steals, which he tends to do often. Um, And then you got guys like Wendell Carter, uh, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, who's very inconsistent, but I still think could be a good player. Uh, And then you got Jonathan Isaac returning, who, when he was healthy like three years ago, he was one of the best defenders in the league, and I think he still has the tools to be that uh, for this team. So yeah, I just... I like a lot about this magic team and I think the roster is kind of funky, but I think uh, they can make something work. And I don't know if it's this year, but I think this team's got a bright future and definitely a team I'll be watching the rest of the season. Yeah. um,
1: I kind of want to ask you a question. This was talked about on the mismatch. Um, Like the magic making a move potentially for like, A player like Fred VanVleet, who's just like a guard that can get them into their offense, but then also just be there to be a really good spot-up shooter next to their big wings. Um, Would you like to see them make some kind of move for a veteran guard like that? Like, they're playing really well right now. You can finish off the season really strong, and then head into next season, think, like, feeling really good about yourselves. Maybe still be in the lottery. Um, but then have Paulo have an extra year in his belt on his belt. And same with Franz and Wendell and then even Jonathan Isaac to get some run here to end the season. Would you like to see a move like that or you think they should just hold off and stick with the core they
0: got? Yeah, I I don't know. I think a move is definitely something they could do, but I don't think trying to trade for a player of that caliber is something I would do if I were them because I just really like seeing these young guys get a lot of run and ability to see what they have. Like, I mean, if you plug in Van Vliet into this lineup, you got Fultz, Suggs, and Anthony getting a lot less uh, ability to make plays and get minutes. Um, And I think, obviously, Van Vliet is better than all three of those guys, but um, Van Vliet's also in his late 20s and. I think this team's looking to find their young players to build around Paulo and France and uh, whoever else this team in, on this team emerges. So I think maybe trading for a player that maybe is like a good 3-and-D player, a good shooting guard that can shoot the ball well, um, get off of like Gary Harris or Terrence Ross, but I don't think they're looking to trade for anybody like Van Vliet because then they'd have to give away some draft picks and that sort of thing. So,
1: yeah, What they talked about was more like maybe you just get off of Suggs now and ship him to Toronto um, as he's struggled a lot here in Orlando so far. Um, but no, I totally get with sticking with the young players. They're looking good. And if you can add, like kind of just stay lower in the lottery, then maybe getting worse odds and, end up having like the 15th pick or 14th pick, whatever. You stay stay low and have like a top seven pick would be really nice for this team and they could add another great young player.
0: Yeah, and this, and this team's only, I mean, they're four games out of the 10 seed and not saying that they're going to try to uh, push for the play-in, but um, let me see what they're... Yeah, their last 10 they're 5 and 5. So if they continue to compete and win some games with their roster that they have, um they might find themselves outside of uh the top of the lottery and more playing for their young guys to get competitive uh games down the stretch of the season. So that's something to look for too cuz I'm not sure um not sure this team is looking to tank for a lottery pick this year, but that's me as a subtle Magic fan, I think I'm becoming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you've always rode with the Magic. Um, you like a lot of their players. Yeah, the Magic just—they're just getting pretty good wins. Like we've already said, they beat the Sixers. They beat the Celtics last week too. Like those are two really good wins for this young team to have under their belt. And they've just been competing. So
0: yeah, they're uh, they're three and zero against Boston this year, which <laughs> the I'm sure that's killers. the best yeah I'm sure that's the best record in the league against Boston, and then, yeah, they just have a lot of close losses too, like Denver, they lost by three, um, Miami by five. these are all recent games, so yeah, they're definitely a young team that's competing out there but yeah i don't I don't see this team making any huge moves, but. It's obviously, obviously something that's possible. So I watch. mean, at this
1: point, I don't know if we're going to see any team make a move. There's really been nothing yeah. going on. Um, but in some news, the Celtics have been linked to some players. Um, and there's been talk around them that they should go out and target and, like a big to back up Robert Williams in case he does go down or just to have insurance back there. Um, and some targets that were listed by the Athletic were Mason Plumley, PJ Washington, and then even potentially trying to trade for Kelly Olenek and bring him back. Uh, you th- any of those names, nice fits for this team, or
0: yeah, I mean, I mean, I hate to be the guy that just keeps uh, staying away from the trades, but <laughs> if I <laughs> if I'm Boston, I I look at. Robert Williams and Al Horford along with Grant Williams and I think just the fit that they those guys are alongside Tatum and Brown and the rest of the team um I don't know it's not something that you're would just, be super appealing to me but yeah it's something that they should look at if they get good deals for those guys
1: I feel like you're just more realistic like if a team's going to make a deal, they should need to make the deal. I feel like that's maybe kind of the route you see, yeah, in a lot of these situations.
0: yeah, I'm not jumping at trades just because I can make them like i I feel like teams that are competing only need to make trades if they feel like they need to be made or they're they have a big hole, and I think boston's um front court is solid in their own right and just fit alongside those guys really well.
1: So, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, just they are trying to win a championship, and just having insurance, I feel, could always be good, especially with yeah. a player like uh, Rob who's been hurt a lot.
0: Yeah, that's and a late, that's so. the one thing is that Robert Robert Williams is often in and out of the lineup. So, having a backup that is playable in playoff series is would be huge for them. So yeah, like a plum leaf for a second round pick or something would be a trade that they could definitely make or something like that. Yeah. Um we do have a trade though that I don't think we've talked about on the podcast yet. Um the Lakers traded for Hachimura. Um they give the Wizards Kendrick Nunn and I think it was just one second rounder. I'm not 100% sure, but... I think it was a few. I think it was like three. Was it? Okay. So, yeah. Uh, One was the Bulls, and then two of theirs. What do you think about Rui next to LeBron and AD and the rest of this Lakers team?
1: I mean, this Lakers team just needed more size and more wing depth. So, adding a former high lottery pick in Rui, um, giving him new scenery, he wasn't going to get re-signed, and Washington, anyways, having him come to LA, maybe be able to re-sign him and reinvent himself here in LA, is definitely a swing that I like. Like should have made, um, and just a solid move to have him come in, provide size for this Laker team that is trying to push for the playoffs and the play-in. Um, and trade him for a guy that <laughs> didn't even really play, unless some guards were sitting out, and three second-round picks, which no one. Cares about second round pick, so you kind of got him for pennies, um, and he, he's going to come in and provide a spark for this team. Um, but I don't think they're done making moves. But I do like this move to start out the trade season, kinda. So,
0: yeah, I I like Rui a lot. I think he'll fit alongside these guys well. Um, I still think his biggest role and most important thing will be the defensive side of the ball and i know the boston game he was benched for troy brown jr because he wasn't playing well on that side of the ball so i think um that's going to be super important for him to become a top level defender this year just by effort and being able to guard other teams best players uh down the stretch so yeah I think that's a big reason why they got him because they see the tools that he has and the size that he has to guard those kind of players,
1: yeah, and yeah, they just had so much guard play already on this team, and even like having LeBron, who also handles the ball a lot with Peb um Austin Reeves, like it was just too too crowded to even have none, so. And Rui's had games even this season where he's had like thirty points. So, if you can have a player that can give you that a couple nights, like that's huge for this team.
2: Yeah, I I like Rui on this team a lot. I think they're gonna definitely benefit from it.
0: Um, <laughs> I wanted to bring up uh, a player that. We talked about last episode a little bit, but um, Jeremy Sohan for the Spurs, uh, they had a game against Phoenix a few days ago where he put up 30 points on 25 shots. Uh, He made three three three-point shots and had uh, eight rebounds and five assists. Uh, I know we both like this guy a lot, and... I mean, there's not much to talk about with the Spurs as they're a tanking team and definitely not looking to win this year, but it's one bright spot that Spurs fans can look, look at right now. Um, just give me your thoughts on Sohan and just a few thoughts on the Spurs as I don't think we've really touched about them all year long. Oh, yeah, we haven't... I don't even know if we've talked about the
2: Spurs.
1: But yeah, he fall. I mean, if he can become... Like a well-rounded scorer, and he's kind of been doing that these past couple of weeks. He's had games of fifteen, sixteen, sixteen, eighteen, fourteen, seventeen. Like, if he's giving you that kind of scoring production, along with just everything else he does on the defensive end, um, he's a pretty solid playmaker, and just gives a hundred percent out there on the floor. He's just kind of like a dude that can do everything for you, and just is kind of like a dog out there. So. If he can give you that kind of scoring production as well, like, this dude's going to be really good. And I know I've said it before, but kind of like the Draymond Green mold where he just is good, like, at everything. But, I mean, he's shown promise that he could be even a better scorer than Draymond Green is, so
2: definitely liking that if you're a
1: Spurs fan, for sure. And, I mean, also having a. Another high draft pick this season could be huge to add a dynamic guard, potentially like like a Scoot Henderson or someone next to him. Could be super fun for next year. So, based on how he's been playing as a late, super super excited for the Spurs and for Jeremy for sure.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I brought him up because I love his game and wanted to hear your thoughts on him. Oh, he's a dog for sure. He
2: gets after it out there. Is Devin Vassell still out?
0: Yeah, they I don't even know if he's actually hurt. He might be too good for <laughs> <laughs> for this first to play him. He might I, be. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they've they've been 1 and 9 in their last 10 and they're just losing almost every night, so... <laughs> there's not much hooping, to, though. Yeah, there's not much to tune into, but they got some young, fun players to watch. And they're definitely playing for the draft,
1: as we can oh, see. Yeah. They just need a dynamic guard, like... Scoo Henderson on this team would be so fun. And they're a team that can make a move this... I mean, they've had rumors around Hurdle for so long, so... They just never seem to deal him.
0: Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like if Pop wasn't the coach, (laughs) Pirtle would be gone. Yeah, because I feel like Pop, like that guy, is just Pop's guy. So I don't know, but yeah, the the Spurs, Spurs and Rockets are really the only teams in the West that aren't like winning and competing on a night-to-night basis, like the Lakers are. Thirteenth, right? Yeah, the team ahead of the Spurs, (laughs) which is wild. (laughs) That, yeah just shows how deep the west is and i mean i guess like we always say how deep the whole league is right now yeah the lakers are 4 games back from the 4 seed jeez
2: yeah wow that's
1: insane yeah like the whole play in is just like so cluttered
0: right now in the west and the ma- I mean, the, the magicers too though yeah magic are 8 games back from the 6 seed so like, there's not.
1: That. Yeah, what have we got? Like thirty games left, if that.
0: Yeah, you got, you got all but four teams with a chance to be in the playoffs. Like, not not saying the Jazz can make the playoffs, but you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, just. Yeah, I know, standings no, I know wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All
0: right, yeah, Is the there Jazz any?
1: Jazz are 6-4 and four in their last 10.
0: That's true. I, w- I will doubt them. Until Let's touch on the Pelicans.
1: Let's touch on the Pelicans because they've kind of had a fall from grace.
0: Yeah. And then we can they, get out of here. Yeah, they were sitting at the 3 seed and they were rolling. And now they've lost 9 of their last 10 games, which is just wild. And especially with the return of Brandon Ingram, they're still... um. Finding ways to lose games recently. Um, I mean, yeah, they've lost. They've actually lost nine in a row. Now that I'm looking at it, I mean, McCall's oh, been, man. yeah, McCall's been good, but just overall, this team. I don't really know what's ha- happened. I honestly it might just I mean, be their missing Zion. Into, yeah, I haven't tuned into a game for a while of theirs, but I mean, they have been. And the last nine they've lost to Cleveland, Miami twice, Denver, and Milwaukee. So I mean, those are tough games, but they've also lost to Orlando, which to me is a tough game, <laughs> yeah, and then Minnesota and Washington, so yeah, I
1: mean they've off. been missing Zion since early January, and it's they're saying he should be reevaluated sometime within the next week. um. And reevaluations usually lead to a few more weeks out, at least, or a couple. So they're going to just have to try to find ways to win without Zion. Um, and then they were also missing Ingram for a lot of the time that Zion's been out as well, as he's just kind of ramping back up and getting back into playing. So just a super tough stretch for this team. That did look so good sitting at the three seed. Um, and like I already said a lot of that was without Brandon Ingram so we were kind of wondering how good they could be and then you have Zion go out so just rough for the Pelicans
0: Yeah and I think I think we both agree that they're going to be okay and they're going to be If I had to guess I think they'll still be in the top top 6 going into the playoffs um as long as they get healthy and start winning games soon here which I I'm expecting to happen. Um, I still think they're definitely a top six team in the West, and should be super fun to watch uh, down the stretch of the season.: Yeah, I'm trying to see their
2: strength of schedule they have left Yeah, so they have the they have a bottom five strength of schedule left, so that's kind of promising for them. Yeah, and again, their
0: what we expected their uh, defense is their Achilles' heel, and it's not it's not been horrible, but it's definitely um, not not in the top of the league. Um, but I think once this team gets healthy, um, I know they've they've had guys missing like throughout the last couple months, off and on, like Herb Jones has been. Miss, missed a lot of games, B.I. obviously, and Zion, as you talked about. But once this team's healthy, they're going to be fine.
1: Yeah, they've also had some rumblings with like deals being made. And I think they could benefit from that, just they do have so much draft capital. And like being able to make a move that could go get you someone that can win you games could be huge. I know they've been linked to John Collins, not saying that's an amazing fit or a good deal to make, but... They could
2: make a move with the kind of capital they have that could help them too.
0: I think. I think they definitely do have the pieces and the young players um, to make some type of deal.
1: But I think if they do and could make the right deal, they could definitely compete. Like, they have the star power to go out there and win.
2: So.
0: Yeah, I think they kind can compete as is. I think what I've seen of this team at full full strength when they're playing at their best, I think they can hang with pretty much anybody.
2: So I'm just ready. Top twenty
0: five
1: players does that, I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm just ready for some healthy playoff basketball. But gotta hope that we get some of that before the playoffs. Some healthy teams competing against each other. Good playing games. Yeah, we've gotten some of that, but definitely, per usual, a lot of guys out. Feel like not as much as
1: usual either, though. I feel like there's usually a lot more like playoff atmosphere type games that we would have had already. Yeah, but it is what it
0: is. Yeah, I think also it's just like (laughs) hard to tell who's the best teams in the league right now. Cause it's just so like everybody's kind of middle of the pack. So matchups aren't as big as they have been in past years. Maybe where you have like top four teams in the league and it's not even like,
1: right. It's such a tight knit race right now.
0: Yeah. So maybe that could be part of the reason for that,
2: but yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, hope everybody enjoyed. We'll see you next episode. Go Cavs. Go no thunder. <laughs>